You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Press Zone Podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so glad that you are with us here today for the April 11th edition, episode 302 of the Press Zone Podcast, the final week of the regular season, both for the NHL and the AHL. We're glad you're here with us today. I am your host of the show, Amy Johnson. I'm also the lead correspondent here at AHLReport.com. And I'm happy to say uh, that for a few weeks, we're going to mix things up a little bit. And Mr. Patrick Williams is already here in the studio with me. He's going to, we're basically turning the hot stove not into just a segment for a few weeks, but it's going to comprise, you know, the bulk of each episode of the Press Zone, which I'm pretty excited about. So Patrick, welcome back to the show. Um, good to be back. Um, how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's uh, where did what weren't we just doing like season debut games like a minute ago? Like <laughs> yes, the season went awfully quick. It did, uh, and the weather's a reminder of that. Um, yes, um, it's prematurely warm would be it's, a good way to describe it. But... It's going to be in the eighties here in Pennsylvania this week. Most welcome. <laughs> yes, it absolutely um, is. Well, so, uh, we're glad. Things. Yes, glad to have you here. Um, so basically, we're going to take the hot stove. Normally, I I do kind of a Laval recap in our first segment, and then you join me in the second segment for the hot stove. So instead, what we're going to do for a few weeks here um, is just kind of you and I are going to just kind of talk about Laval in the North Division uh, in the first segment together. Uh, and then in the second segment, go a little more uh, outside the boundaries of Quebec and talk uh, more of general AHL hot stove types of things. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about some controversial news that has come out uh, regarding the Chicago Wolves franchise. So we're going to get into that in the second segment. But first, um, you know, it's hard to believe Laval, um, every point, well, in fact, that's the title of this week's episode, Every Point Counts, because Laval has been jostling with Cleveland back and forth for the last week of who's going to occupy that fifth place, that last qualifying position for the playoffs. Um, and they lost on home ice to Cleveland on Friday, but then went in and and won against Syracuse, won at home handily against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on Monday night. But Cleveland has won their games as well. And so, you know, 
Laval has two games left this week in the regular season. Um, Cleveland has three games left, and they're only still separated by a point. I mean, this seems like the the playoff race uh, in the North Division is just nuts this year. You know how, like, um, early on in October, November, you, you know, maybe there's a game that gets away, and maybe you, maybe it's a last minute loss or it's a it's an overtime or a shootout and you know you only end up getting one point instead of two and at the time you're trying to shrug it off mm-hmm. as well you know we'll we'll make that up somewhere else right well <laughs> this you is wish you had those fun. yeah and always and, and you know it every year and every year you kind of get sucked back into that same trap of oh it'll be okay by the end of the year right well yeah. here we are at the end of the year and how nice would it be for any of those three teams, Laval, Cleveland, Belleville, to have a few extra points that maybe they squandered away at different points? Um, and we can't even year. we can't even count Belleville out right now, can we? Because oh. they're still. I mean, they have, as I said, uh, Laval has two games left, um, but Belleville and Cleveland both have three games left, and Cleveland's only um, three points behind Cleveland, four points behind Laval. So it's it's not like they're out of the the equation yet either. No, and and like full credit to Belleville. I mean, here's a team that's used ten goalies, which is a story in and of itself. Yes, it is. I mean, constant call ups. I mean, Ottawa. I mean, you, you could probably like <laughs> build a direct highway between Belleville and, <laughs> and, and and Canada for that very reason. Like the amount of call ups every day. Like the transactions list. You looking like oh, here's another two or three call ups between Belleville. In Ottawa and you know the fact that they're even anywhere near the race you know at this point is, is amazing I mean they're a team that had a mid-season coaching change mm-hmm. um, literally everything that like kind of could have gone wrong for them has gone wrong I mean even going like we said this before like you, you think back to opening night four four minutes into the first game of the year and Mad Sogard is, is out for yeah <laughs> I mean, long, for a long time yeah, and that was sort of a, a very ominous sign that ended up actually coming true. Um, so, so full credit to them. And Cleveland has, you know, really gotten themselves back together. Um, they had a real long uh, lull, like mid-season. You know, they had had a decent start, and then they again another team that kind of got caught up with its parent club's problems. Um, now that they finally, you know, they got most of their roster back and intact for the most part. And um, so they've gone on a really nice uh, run here. And then Laval, like, you know, is a team that, my God, like we, how, how many times in a row did we talk in the first, let's say two months of the year, um, you know, how it was looking, it was looking bleak. I mean, they were looking like a team that might be able to race by the all-star break. Yeah. Um, and they've been able to climb back in and, you know, they go on the road and they win four in a row. I mean, they beat, you know, three you know, pretty solid teams to do that. And, now they come home and they they played uh, pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's kind of like, you know, it's been like this race is kind of like, you know, in the, uh, fits and starts, just like you know, just when you think sort of one team is falling back, um, they kind of pull themselves together, and then vice versa. You think, okay, a team is gonna maybe, you know, sort of like you know get get it together to stay and, and finally mm-hmm. like get themselves you know back up in that top four and and they haven't right so 
Well, and Ken Ken Hughes is doing everything he can to obviously help Laval, uh, sending Yessa Ullinen and Raphael Harvey-Pinard back down on Sunday and and choosing not to recall them on emergency recall again before their trip to uh, Long Island, Mm -hmm. instead recalling Frederick Allard and Joel Teasdale. Um, I mean, Teasdale at least has had probably his, his most successful season since going pro and and all of his multiple years of injuries, uh, Frederick Allard, while sure he played like thirty five games for the Ontario Reign in the first half of the season, he played he's played ever since the trade deadline he's played five games for Laval. He has spent most of the time watching from the press box, um, and so obviously they didn't want to pull anybody up who was actually going to contribute to tomorrow night's Laval game. Um, so you, you see there a perfect example of a general manager, you know, jumping through hoops to try to do everything that they can to help their, uh, their AHL affiliate. I mean, the alert thing to me has been really strange from like day one. Yeah. Um, how he came in and then like, you know, barely played. I mean, he, I mean, this was a guy that was a real important part of that, you know, Ontario team, like, you know, a real pretty solid team for, for much of the year. I mean, and he's a guy that's a established, if not top two, maybe top three, um, you know, defenseman in this league. And now he's not good enough to crack the lineup. I mean, there's been no word that he's injured or anything like that. No. So, um, now, you know, I mean, who knows with, with injury reports being what they are. Um, but, um, you know, assume if if they're not saying he's injured then he's we have to and assume that he's healthy healthy right? scratch you know, yeah otherwise and um so it's been very strange i mean i don't know if there's something else you know um you know maybe he isn't healthy maybe i don't know so like um you know and they gave up a, a pretty useful piece of nate schnard to, to bring him in and so and now he gets a call-up so I, if you can make sense of it <laughs> I, mean, more power too, I yeah. can't you know, I've asked around and I haven't really been able to, to get much, you know, intel on that. So, um, you know, it was kind of a nice story, right? Like they acquired him and, you know, like he's coming back home and, you know, yeah, when I, I mean, I thought when they brought him in, it was going to be a you know huge piece for them coming in, like for their blue line, right? And it hasn't been, right? No. And so yeah. uh, it's very strange. And then, you know, just when you sort of think, okay, well, I guess they're not high on him then they give him a call so you tell me i don't know (laughs) yeah Uh, it's um you know and and even at the goaltending position jake allen is apparently traveling to long island but Mm -hmm. montembeau made kind of hints today that it's possible that they could end the season with montembeau starting back-to-back games in long island and then home against boston so I would guess, you know, for me, reading between the lines there is that Jake Allen isn't actually healthy enough to play, but they're just going to dress him as the backup so that they don't have to pull Caden Primo out of Laval, which I also think is a little silly. But uh, you've got Jakob Dobis, who is just waiting to uh, play his first pro game uh, since signing his ELC and his and his uh, his PTO to or his ATO to to join Laval for the remainder of the season but uh so far he's only been practicing and watching from the press box or serving as a backup goaltender um yeah and you know it's you know and i 
I know some people roll their eyes when I say this early, you know, but like it's really actually very important to NHL teams that their AHL affiliate makes the playoffs. It's not just sort of a like, oh, well, that's nice if they do and if they don't, so what? Like, it's a whole different world now. Like, there's a lot of investment. I mean, we're seeing that, you know, you know, Laval's doing it. Um, Ottawa sent Ridley Gregg back to to Belleville. Um, mm-hmm. Sent goalies back. Um, Cleveland's been sending, you know, kind of this like, you know, foursome. You know, including Trey Fitzwilliamski um, and Juracek back and forth to Columbus, like kind of like seemingly on a daily basis, almost. Yeah. Um, you know, so it goes to show, like you know, the, these NHL teams are serious about getting these guys into the playoffs. I mean, a it looks good on the you know on the entire operation. Number one, which doesn't hurt, especially when the NHL team's not making the playoffs. And number two, like there's valuable play- playoff experience to be had if you can get in, and then you know, presumably if you can like do more than just play that little best of three series. If you can actually go on a run, you know, into the, let's say even if you go into the, you know, second round, let's say, I mean, it's, it's good experience. Right. And, um, you know, it's a lot better than having your guys, you know, on, on April 16th, pack up their gear and, you know, head off to Cabo or wherever. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, so if you can get them that, I mean, uh, it's, it's, really really important now and, and that wasn't always that way it used to sort of be like man whatever yeah that kind of approach but now like you know there's a lot more nhl involvements uh in what the you know, the hl operations doing i think we're seeing that north division is a perfect example of, of that um kind of that orchestration of uh, the rosters you know in order to um to give the hl club the best uh, possible lineup of it and it's interesting, right? Like, you know, so now you have a situation like with the Habs there, right? Where you're sort of, you know, you're probably not putting your best lineup out there, you know, in Long Island. And, you know, and that's in order to help the Rockets. So that's just, uh, uh, sure, it's, you know, the Habs are out of contention, but still it's the NHL, right? Usually the NHL, no matter what comes first. And so it's been a little bit of a shift that we've seen in recent seasons um, with that emphasis, I think, on the, player development side of the playoffs well speaking of a commitment to winning a commitment to uh qualifying for and advancing as far into the playoffs and nhl involvement we'll take all three of those things as a perfect segue to what's coming up uh in our second segment so uh we are going to take a quick break uh we're going to hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings with a brand new incentive for all of the golf fans out there And when we come back on the other side, uh, Patrick and I are going to talk about uh, how the Chicago Wolves might be shaking things up a little bit around the AHL here in just a bit. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. From tea to green, the best place to go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So, for example, if you're a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Now, if you know me, you know I live and breathe for the Masters Tournament, so I've already got my eyes on the Masters. 
DraftKings Sportsbook lets me get in on the action. It's so much fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for detail and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Welcome back to the Press Home Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, AHLReport.com, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at FlyersRule. Also, be sure that you are following our podcast on Twitter at The Press Zone. And of course, above else, above everything else, you want to be sure that you're following at the AHL Report for all of our in-game coverage of the Laval Rocket post-game recaps. And of course, this podcast, you don't want to miss that. You also want to be sure that you're following my good friend, Patrick Williams, who is still here with me for the AHL Hot Stove this week. You can find him at PWilliamsAHL on Twitter if you are not following him already. Um, And uh, also one more piece of homework before we uh, dive back into the topic at hand here. If you haven't done so already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and also share it. Uh, Just share this episode, hit that share button on your podcast player and share this episode on your favorite social media platform. Okay, Patrick. So the kind of big uh, glaring news this past week, uh, you know, is is there seems to be all these AHL rumors rumbling around, which um, isn't something we hear we see a lot of, and uh, rocking the boat is not is usually not something we like to see here at the AHL level. But news came out: Elliot Friedman reporting last week um, that the Chicago Wolves have made an announcement that they really don't intend to go back to having an NHL affiliate, that they want to be a purely independent AHL franchise, uh, not affiliated with an NHL club. That means that they won't be fed uh, prospects from an NHL club. They won't have call-ups and send-downs related to an NHL club, uh, that they just want to be their own team and and running things the way that they want. I feel like just within recent weeks, we've we've talked about how there's finally this great sigh of relief that the team finally or that the league finally has an AHL team for every NFL NHL affiliate. (laughs) And then it's like Chicago's like, hold my beer. (laughs) Um can what what's is is there is there word on the street about this beyond what Elliot Friedman um had reported and and what I think more importantly is the ramifications if this decision is allowed to go through yeah I know, this it's is a big a lot question to unpack. um 
Yeah, and I should, you know, start off by saying, you know, I only speak on my behalf. I can't speak on behalf of the league. For sure. Uh, anything like that. Um, so, you know, and um, it's, it's an interesting, it was an interesting story, you know, and like, it's funny, like, I get a, you know, over, you know, over the course of the season, I get, you know, a lot of rumors that kind of like come across my radar and, you know, like 95% of them, I kind of like dismiss of, you know, just sort of idle chatter or just people kind of, you know, entertaining themselves or amusing themselves. And, um, you know, and this was like something that was out there a little bit. And I was like, no, nah, come on. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I didn't buy it. Right. Like I was like, you know, that's just not how things operate today. Right. Like, it's, right. You know, the AHL is, you know, it's a development league, it's a top development lead of the, uh, the NHL, you know, it's like prospects. I mean, you know, it's like probably never been a stronger product in that sense. Like, you know, I mean, I think you have at this point now, like it's been a couple players that have joined. I believe there's now six members of the 2022 first round class that are now on HL rosters. Hmm. Um, either, you know, because like a Shane Wright, you know, where his junior season's done or, you know, players – you know, that have been, um, you know, like, like a chair check, for example, that have been with the AHL club all season. Um, so, you know, this is not the old AHL, like that people may th- have the, you know, the outdated no- notion of like, you know, just kind of a bunch of like old vets and, you know, guys that were never serious pro- prospect. I mean, this is, you know, high, high end young talent, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's team NHL clubs have never invested more money into the operation than they have, you know, now. And, um, so this is not where I saw it going, right? Like, you know, and it, I'll, it's one of those things, like, I'll believe it when I see it, you yeah. know, you know, I do wonder that, you know, if maybe, maybe if there's a deal to be had at some point between Carolina and, and Chicago, maybe they can somehow, you know, whatever is, is dividing them right now, if they can maybe get past that. I mean, cause it's interesting, right? Like Chicago just won the Calder cup last year. Right. I mean, and that was a team that was absolutely loaded. And, and that talent was the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Like, you know, like, and they sent several players up to the NHL team. I mean, like, Stefan Nason, I mean, he had 48 goals last year in the AHL. Now he's gone up and become a pretty good player in the NHL, like you know, Jalen Chatfield. I mean, and even if you look at the Chicago roster, I mean, I, mean, I know they had, a, they had a rough first half, but, you know, once they kind of got healthy in Chicago, I mean, they've been playing uh, – 6:30 hockey really since the all-star break you know mm. they're right you know right there you know on the brink of a playoff spot you know if they can bump off rockford i mean so this is not some team that has been the bottom of the barrel right like you know so so that's why at, at the time i just didn't really put a lot of stock into it but um um it will be interesting to see where this goes i mean i guess it's sort of like the ultimate um you know academic exercise except it would be like actually played out in you know in you know, real life of like all right how would a bunch of uh <laughs> ahl vets and sort of random free agents that they can um put together right. know, how would they how would they compete against you know like some of these you know real prospect laden teams and you know like And so just so that our listeners understand, that would mean, though, that since there are only 32 AHL teams, if one of them was, in mm -hmm. fact, not affiliated with an NHL team, that would mean that two NHL teams would have to have 
would go back to the much chagrined um, dual affiliation with one AHL franchise, correct? You could do that. You could also do what St. Louis did a couple years back um, where they scattered, you know, their prospects with five different teams, for example, okay. like, like Jordan Bennington went to Providence for the season. Uh, mm -hmm. Jake Wallman um, went to Binghamton for, for a while. Um, you know, so that's another way you can manage that. Um, it really depends if you can find a kind of a dance partner who's willing to take you on a, as a, as a dual affiliate, right? Like, so we saw that last year with Seattle and Florida when they split Charlotte, but that was, everyone went in there knowing that was a one year setup and that, you know, that was just, you know, until Coachella Valley was able to, to, you know, you know, get off the ground. Yeah. Get off the ground. Right. So, um, so, but like as a long-term um, setup, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, dual affiliations used to be a fairly common thing, you know, certainly back in like the 80s and 90s and mm -hmm. even going back to the 70s, kind of when that whole shift from the AHL sort of being its own thing, you know, that post-1967 NHL expansion, that was sort of the, that's the, like the dividing line between the old school AHL and sort of the, what is more or less the modern day AHL was that's when it really shifted you know, to the, you know, affiliate model, the development model. Um, and it's been a long, and that's 50, that's what, 56 years. It's been a long evolution, right? So, you know, and then there's been, you know, ebbs and flows of that, but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting just to see if this actually does come to pass. Yeah. Um, well, that was part of the motivation for what eventually brought the Laval rocket to Laval. If, mm -hmm. if listeners remember um, the last season or two that the Montreal Canadians AHL affiliate was in Hamilton, uh, that last season that they were in with the Hamilton Bulldogs, it was a split affiliation with the Ottawa senators and it was not very highly regarded because when you have a split like that, when you have the dual affiliation, there are two NHL clubs vying for their prospects to get uh, the ice time, to get put in the right situations, and those types of things. And not everybody always sees eye to eye on that. And and some prospect is always going to kind of have to take a back seat. Um, and so that event, you know, from there, the Canadians no longer wanted a dual affiliation. Uh, that was when the Hamilton Bulldogs were part of, of the AHL and not in the CHL as they are now. Um, and from there, Montreal then moved all the way out to St. John's, Newfoundland and spent two years as the ice caps out there while Laval was building Place Bell um, for them to come closer to home. So so the dual affiliation thing, yes, as you say, you can you can have, uh, you know, friendly agreements and so forth. But it is a challenge for development, for sure, from the NHL clubs that are involved. Very much so. And, you know, like especially if you're sort of coming on, you know, like, you know, Basically, if you're, you know, moving into someone else's home <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, if you're Carolina, for example, this summer, let's say you strike a deal with an existing, you know, affiliate, right? You know, that's already with somebody else. So like, you're coming in inherently as kind of the second partner, right? So, like, you don't often get the final say on things, right? Like, you don't get, you're, like, your goalie prospect maybe doesn't get the number one job. Your top prospects don't um, 
necessarily get them all studies time, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not playing your system, you know, like, so all those little things, right? Like you don't have um, your own people as the head coach, for example, right? Like um, you, you, you'll probably get an assistant coach, um, you know, that you, you, you can hire, but um, you're, you're just inherently like you're, you're living in someone else's home. Right. And um, you're just not going to be able to sort of run things the way you want to run them. Right. right. So that's why they really fell out of favor, you know, like, you know, I mean, even pre salary cap, but certainly post salary cap era. Um, it just, I mean, when you have to, when you like development is no longer like a nice to have, it, it's a must have. Right. Even if you're the, the Leafs, the Rangers, you know, whoever, right. Like you can't go out and buy a roster anymore at the NHL level. So like, if you're not producing young talent that's affordable, like your salary cap structure is going to be thrown off. And so that's, I mean, that's why these teams have invested so heavily into player development in the last, let's say, 15 years for that very reason, because it's, it's not an optional thing anymore. It's, 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 it's something you must do. And um, that's why, you know, you know, when, when, when I started, um, you would have a head coach, you have an assistant coach, you didn't have a goalie coach. No, um, you, you didn't, didn't have, have a video, video coach. coach. <laughs> you certainly didn't have all these development coaches and skills coaches uh, showing up. Like it was pretty much, you know, you ran it uh, on a pretty thin budget. And now, I mean, my gosh, like, you know, like the resources that these young players have, I mean, it, it's, it's a complete 180 from what it was, you know, 20 years ago, let's say. So, Definitely. So now that's sort of the environment that's you're in. And if you're the Carolina Hurricanes and let's say you have a Ryan Suzuki, Kochikov or whoever you're talking about, like a Jack Drury. I mean, like if you're sending those players off to somebody else, like they're not really under your control in terms of um, how they're developed and, and they're not doing it your way. Right. So right. that's going to be a real interesting thing I think to keep an eye on, um, which is why like, I'm not entirely convinced yet that, the, that Chicago and Carolina won't find a way to make this work at some point, just because, you know, I think, I think in the end, like if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you, you need your own affiliate. Like that's there's a reason all the other 31 teams have their affiliates, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a proven model for success. And um, I certainly think the Carolina Hurricanes know that. I mean, that's not a, any great secret. So uh, I'll, I'll be be intrigued to see where this one goes for sure. Definitely, and we will. Uh, we thank you for your for your insight from just what you've. Uh, been able to to gather uh, since Elliot Friedman uh, broke this news, and we'll certainly keep an eye on how this progresses throughout the off season. Who says the off season's boring? <laughs> I don't know where they're getting that from. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> not these days. Not these days. Uh, and we've got the wind down of the regular season this week. Some great uh, playoff races all around uh, the American Hockey League. So we know you'll be busy keeping an eye on all of that. We will be busy keeping an eye on what Laval does on Wednesday night against Toronto and Friday night against Syracuse. And then as the Laval Rocket sits back and watch what watches what Belleville and Cleveland do in their games after Laval has finished the regular season, uh, they'll be waiting with bated breath to see if uh, if those two teams are able to then move past them at some point. Uh, it'll be, uh, it's all going to be pretty fun and 
anxiety ridden, I think, for a lot of a lot of Laval fans. Um, Patrick, thank you very much for being here with us today uh, for the whole show today. It was great to have you. Oh, as always, a pleasure. And uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in to another episode of the Press Zone podcast. We will be back, of course, next week with a new episode. Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about Laval in the play-in round. Uh, We will uh, have to wait and see how that all works out. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Thanks so much for listening and be sure you meet us back here again next week for another exciting episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.